Welcome back to Conti Forum, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, on the campus of Boston College, where our score at the end of two periods is BC4, Merrimack 1. This is Mike Macknick with John Leahy, and tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Well, he's back, everyone. Feeling better. Uh, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, Eagle Tribune, and uh, also NeutralZone.net and College Hockey News. Uh, first of all, how are you feeling, Mike? Uh, better, and to make it better, I mean, usually these Saturday afternoon games, too, we're always a mile and a half in the sky at an Excel Center. UConn's always got the Saturday afternoon game, so the fact that we didn't have to you know, ascend into the heavens for this is, is good as well. <laughs> all right, uh, two periods of play here. BC leading 4-1. to one. Seemed like that second period, uh, Merrimack played better than the first period, but uh, some of the chances they weren't able to score, and they did get the one goal on a nice play from Drevich over uh, to Walsh. But you know that line, the uh, the Boldy line, the New Hook line uh, for Boston College, that's been the difference tonight. It's been a big difference tonight, yeah. You know, and I thought that they did a nice job uh, of kind of neutralizing that line for most of the early part of the second period to right there at the end. Uh, and even still, I mean, had a chance to kind of stay in it. That third goal really kind of feels like the backbreaker. Right now, which is why I thought the timeout that they took was a smart play, or the challenge was a smart play. It was close. Uh, they were they were looking at offside. The monitor behind us, you could look at it. I mean, it was it was really close. I, I think it was the right call. I think it was onside. Uh, but at, at that point in the game, coming out of the first period, you came out of when you struggled a little bit to call that timeout or to use your timeout essentially in a, in a challenger. I think it was the right move because you take that goal off the board. It's a it's a different game right now. So uh, it didn't go their way. It was it was close, though. I mean, that, that was probably onside by, by no more than a couple of inches. Second period's been tough for this team lately. Outscored 2-1 to one tonight, uh, even though, like I said, I thought they played better than they did in the first period. Uh, last weekend, getting outscored, or last night, actually outscored 2 to nothing uh, after a 1-0 lead after 1, and then the Lowell game, of course, outscored 4-0. Uh, what, what's been happening in the second period lately? I don't know. I don't know. You really can't put your finger on it. And if you look, too, first and third periods haven't been that bad. I mean, they, for a team that had, that's got the record that they have, I think their goal differential is like minus five in the first period, minus seven or minus eight in the third period. So, I mean, those two periods are, are almost are fairly even, you know, considering where they are from a record standpoint. It seems like most of the damage that's been done against them has happened in second periods. I think if you include this game now tonight, they're probably like minus 19, minus 20 on the year in, in the second period. It's really been second periods for whatever reason, and who knows what that is. I mean, we've seen them, I think, come out and have some good starts in games. Maybe that, uh, when you're playing some of these stronger teams, maybe that kind of wakes them up a little bit. Who knows? But, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been second periods this year that for whatever reason has, has been the, the hurdle that they're having a hard time getting over. At what point does that kind of get into your head now? It's been three straight games. They've been outscored eight to one in the, in the last three second periods. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it too. Especially when you have a younger team, that stuff can can maybe creep in more than it does when you have a you know a, a team led with juniors and seniors. So uh, I'm I'm sure that's part of it. You know, even coming out of a, a first period tonight where they didn't play that well. You know, you got outshot by a pretty wide margin. You're down two nothing on the score. Board uh, to go into a second period tonight, knowing that that's been kind of the period you struggled this year. I'm sure was was something that you got to kind of deal with mentally. 
If this uh, result holds up and it's going to be tough to come back on the road here, down by three goals against uh, number seven team in the country, number seven in one poll, number six in another, uh, then I think combined, depending on what else happens, they could be eliminated from playoff contention officially here uh, tonight. Even if they're not, it'll be it'll be close. You know, I mean, it would be it would be a real tall order the last three games, especially with those three coming against Providence and BC. So let me ask you this: assuming that that is what ends up happening after this weekend, you know that they know they can't make the playoffs. Does it? What does it change? Or you know, what's the approach down the stretch in the last three games? I really don't think it changes much. I mean, from a health standpoint, they've only got the bodies that they have. Really, uh, you, you got one healthy scratch for the most part, and they've had that for a while. So uh, I don't think it would change much. I think they would go out. And you you got to try to win the games that you got left. There's no reason not to. It's not like it's you know the NHL, or maybe you're going to call up a bunch of guys from the AHL and see what you have in, in the future. You know, you've got the roster you have. So uh, I think st- things may stay relatively the same. You try to win some hockey games here. You try to end the season on a high note. Uh, maybe you could try some different things from a combination standpoint. Uh, you play your seniors together. Uh, maybe play some of the younger guys together. Mix up some of those lines. No one, you know, testing on some things maybe for next year with who you got coming back and, and who might be moving on uh, from a graduation standpoint. But who knows? Uh, I think ultimately, considering that they don't, really, there's no real guys that they have to. There's no real lineup decisions they have to make. I mean, who they have is who they have. I think a lot of it probably stays the same. Does it change what you do with the goaltending, for instance? Yuri Hudum has played uh, a while here. He's played, you know, pretty well here down the stretch. Probably might be playing his more consistent hockey of the season. But what do you do is, you know, in that regard? I don't know. That's a tough call. You know, I think with with Hudum probably playing, like you said, his, his most consistent, best hockey of the year. Uh, I still think you, you want to go with him. Uh, he he was a guy that you had some high hopes for coming into the season, and obviously he's had a, a rough freshman year. But maybe he plays well down the stretch. Maybe that does something from a confidence standpoint. Maybe that's something he can build on. Uh, so I, I think you you continue to ride him for now and, and hope that hope that it gets turned. Or hope that he play is continuing to play the way he's played over the last four or five games, uh, and that's something that maybe he can build on going into the future. Yeah, I mean you could look at it a couple ways, right? You could say, well, you know, we want him to get the experience, so we're definitely going to give him the last three. Or you could say we're just going to keep doing what we've been doing. You know, the guy that we think gives us the best chance to win him. If we think that uh, you know he, he's uh, faltering for any bit, then you know maybe we go to Coburn. But uh, uh, you know, so I could almost see that going either way. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, they are kind of. They are kind of, I think, where a lot of people thought they would be at the end of the year. Although, I don't know that many people thought they would be as competitive as they've been. I mean, you look at the number of one-goal losses they've had. That's crazy. Two and nine in one-goal games, and most of those have been in Hockey East. Yeah, yeah. So, I I think that from an overall standpoint, when you look at their record, the record's not where anybody wants it to be. Uh, But when you look at the fact that they've played in 11 one-goal games and lost nine of them, those are a lot of games that can go in either direction. You flip one of those to a tie. I mean, I was kind of playing with it the other day uh, when I was at home because I had nothing else to do. Uh, and I was looking at some of those games. You know, realistically, how many of those games could go in another direction, right? And, 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 and I was trying to be fair about it. You know, I'm not going to go, oh, yeah, this 3-1 loss could have been a win. Like, really, like the Lowell game, for example. The, the, the 4-3 game against Lowell, I probably wouldn't give them the win in that one. I, I because would. they were down 4-1 and they came back to make it close. I, but there were other ones, yes. like you said, that were right there for the win. And even so, even the ties as well, like the Northeastern game. Yeah, no, and that's kind of what I did. And I think I kind of came up with a, with a number of, like, you know, they're not... They're not that far away from being something like 
nine, fourteen, and six or something like that. You know, I think, and I think if that's where they were right now, people are feeling pretty good. You know, with the number of freshmen they have on their roster and stuff like that, and they're really they're not that far away. And that's only two extra wins. You know, some of those were were lost, like one goal losses that you turn as a tie or something. Like I mean, there was a couple of those in there. So uh, there there are a few kind of bounces here and there. Maybe six six seven goals from having a much better much different field of where they are right now. And I think that's important to remember too. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, Steve was picked to finish last. Nobody picked him to finish in the playoffs because of the fact they had 16 freshmen. So a lot of it's going to be uh, uh, what do they look like next year. You kind of look at that that first UMass year, even the second UMass year. The second UMass year, they were better under Carvel. They had some NHL drafted talent come in. Uh, it it kind of looks like Merrimack's going to have that insurgence of talent coming next year uh, as opposed in for its third year as opposed to Carvel who had it coming in second. We'll have to talk more about some other things I, I, we won't have time to get to here but maybe next weekend at uh, the Providence Series. But before we let you go, uh, biggest news this week, new uh, goaltender commit guys coming in next year uh, in 2020. Yeah, Zach Borgiel, and he's played really well in the BCHL. Top five in almost every goaltending category you can have. And that's a league that tends to, to be on the on the goal-scoring side. Uh, you know, you usually see guys that come out of there with big offensive totals, and the goaltenders, even the top goaltenders, tend to have save percentages somewhere around like 9, 905, 910. Uh, and he's at 919, top five in the league, like I said, in goals against, top five in save percentage, top five in wins, top five in games played, top five in minutes played. He's, uh, and he's top two, top three in some of those. So he's a guy that I think is going to come in and, and be able to help. I mean, I know that's something that they were looking for, uh, and they may not be done. I mean, they're, they're still, they're, I, I definitely still think they're in the mode of, of trying to build as much as they can build, and, and a lot of that goes down to recruiting and finding players. All right, thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. I uh, hope you continue to feel better, and uh, look forward to uh, chatting with you next week as well. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, folks, check out his work. That's Mike McMahon, themacreport.com, also the Eagle Tribune. If you pick up a copy, or at eagletribune.com. Also, collegehockeynews.com and neutralzone.net. The score here is Boston College 4, Merrimack 1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.